Hey, how's it going, guys? Welcome to another episode of 5-Minute Major Radio, a hockey nerd news reunion episode, per se, with special guest Matt Master Giovanni today. How's it going, Matt? Thanks for coming on. I'm good. How are you? Doing all right. It's a good day. The birds are back. It's September fully now. Hockey's right around the corner. And as I said, it's a special guest edition interview today. And so got a couple questions for Matt, and we're going to see what we both think about the state of the Flyers going forward. So we're just going to hop right into it here. Uh, so the first question I have for Matt is, um, your all-time Flyers player or players? Um, I guess I had two, two players that I guess my all-time favorite, if I had to pick a number one, would be Gagne. Because just the way he played, had some big moments in his career. Uh, especially that, I guess my, the one that I remember the most is probably that game seven against Boston in the 2010 semifinals where he scored the go-ahead goal, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. on the power play, I think it was. So that was crazy. And then also that uh, that goal he scored against Tampa in, was that 06? 04. 04, yeah. 04. That was, I was a little younger on that. But uh, seeing the highlight of that, and that's always nice to watch. But probably him. And then uh, also probably Hextall. Hextall's a gritty guy, obviously. Gritty GM. Uh, has made some good moves for us. Uh, secured our future. But uh, I just like the way he plays. I have one of his jerseys. I have Gagne jersey, too. But uh, I mean, Gagne, I don't know why, but I was always drawn to him. Uh, just obviously flyer great on the team. And a personal favorite of mine. So, I was sad to see him go. Career decline later on. I think his dad died, which was sad. Yeah, his dad passed with, away when he was playing with the Bruins. Yeah, I don't even know if he played with the Bruins at all. Like preseason, one or two games. Yeah, I think, but he got games. traded to what? The Lightning. Yeah, the Lightning for for Matt Carl. No, Matt Walker. Oh yeah. Even worse even than worse, Matt yeah, Carl. Right. It was a glorified dumpster. Yeah, we all know how that worked. Yeah. But uh. Thank you, Paul Holmgren. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess he got worse. But, I mean, he uh, he was getting old, and the Flyers were trying to go in a new direction. But, obviously, Paul Holmgren didn't know how to do that. So, I guess we got rid of him before he embarrassed himself. I don't know. But, again, he was always a great player in my eyes, and I'm sure he still is today. So, definitely my top player if I had to choose one. Probably solidified, yeah, top player. So, Okay, he did a couple good things after that. Um, the next season when, when he went to Tampa, he was kind of in and out of the lineup with injury. Mm-hmm. And then after Richie and Carts got traded to the Kings, he signed with the Kings. So he got his name on Lord Stanley. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. And yeah. then the next season uh-huh. after that, um, Hexall was still the assistant GM of the Kings, and they orchestrated a deal with the Flyers and sent Gagne back to us. So we had him for like half a year yeah. and make the playoffs and then he went to Boston and that's right. I think he was getting hurt a lot too. He was. So I mean it was one of those things where like I said his career was on the decline. And it was just a matter I feel like the Flyers were just trying to get something out of a deal for him. But Matt Walker, I don't know. Also it, talk about irrelevant flyers. It was I think maybe to save some salary cap space because that year also we had an up and coming young Claude Giroux. Uh huh. So I guess it was for a top six role for G, and you yeah. see what he is now. But um, Donnie definitely battled some concussion issues, and it all brings that issue of CTE and everything going on today. Yeah. You ever play that game where you just name a bunch of, like, irrelevant flyers and, like, see who can come up with the best player? I've never done that. Yeah, it's pretty fun. 
you'll you'll think of some like crazy ones and you're like, wow, I didn't even realize he was on the team. Oh, that, that could be that could be another. And if like you try and go back like more than ten years too, then but it's like even in the recent years, like you think of these guys and you're like, damn, like I didn't even like they're like, I mean obviously they're still good men. They're NHL players, but they might not be good NHL players, but they aren't still obviously good enough to make an NHL roster, but it's like, damn, like, I didn't even know these guys were on the Flyers. Regardless, they would dummy us severely. I was going to say, they're so much better than we'll ever be, no offense, but... Hey, I did win a college hockey championship. Yeah, for Bloomsbury. Not a big deal, yeah, so... Patrick Nolberg, dude. I'll give them a run for their money as best I can. But That's true. They're yeah. still so much better than I'll ever be, so I will not take any in vain. Um, you know, as as it goes for me, obviously, I've mentioned the podcast. Matt knows, too. I'm a big Eric Lindros guy. Growing up in the 90s, I remember crying. But then in 97, we lost to the Red Wings. I was two years old, so can't say I remember. A, a little bit older than me that one. <laughs> um, and obviously, then growing up later, you know, of course, Biggie, you know, the yeah. whole Legion of Doom line with Renberg and LeClaire. Uh-huh. And then coming up, you know, we had really was really in Danny Briere. I mean, I picked his number to wear in high school. And I got chirped to death for that choice. So it was interesting. But we'll move into the next question here. So uh, what is your favorite Flyers memory? It's hard to pick one of those. You I can pick more than one. I was going to say, I have. I was thinking about this beforehand, and I think I have at least probably like four or five. So I'll start off with probably the earlier times that I started going to Flyers games. Um, what was it? Was it 08 that we played the Capitals when Joffrey Lupul scored that overtime? That was, was yeah, it? April of 08. That yeah. was a junior in high school. I think it was that same series. We had a game at home. It was the Wells Fargo Center. It might have been the first Union Center still. I'm not sure. But, or the Wachovia it was Center. Probably the Wachovia yeah, I think Center it was the Wachovia still. Center at that point. I remember I was at one of the home games they played against the Capitals. And... It went into double overtime, which was awesome because playoff hockey, overtime, obviously the greatest thing there is on it. And then double overtime, even more bonus hockey, unreal. Um, and I think, yeah, it was Mike Knubel scored the game winner double overtime against the Capitals. And I'm pretty sure this was back when they had the black jerseys, like the home jerseys. Yes, which, which oh, cool. those unis were set. Yeah, but I remember being there. I think I was with my dad and my brother. And, like, I was so much more excited than they were because they were just like, ah, like, let's just indulge this kid and go to a hockey game with him. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're at, like, Stanley Cup playoffs, going into double overtime. Like, Knubel scores, the whole arena's going nuts. That was crazy. So that was cool. Um, Let's see. Another one was, I guess, a couple years after that. That was 08, right, I said? Yeah. Yeah. So a couple years after that, in 2010, we all know what happened in the playoffs, obviously. But I somehow got one ticket for myself for the first game of the Eastern Conference Finals right after we beat Boston from that 3-0 comeback. And I remember just the atmosphere in the arena. I know this term gets overused sometimes, but electric, to say the least, because, first of all, the team just came back from 0-3, 3-0 in Game 7, in the Eastern Conference Finals, and we're at home, and it's just it's wild. So, and I remember, I think we shut them out that game, too. I know we beat Montreal in five yeah. to advance. I don't think it was 
I don't think it was the game with Richards running into Halak. So that was game five. That was yeah, the clinching uh, game. Yeah, that's right. That was the clinching yeah. game. But, yeah, I think we shut them out. Or we at least, like, beat them, like, 4-1. I don't know why I remember it being like that, but I think it might be like that. But that game was crazy because, obviously, I think I lost my voice before the game even started because they had, like, obviously, like, a sweet, like, opening video about how they came back, blah, 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 like, how they overcame the odds, and they were the first team to do that in, like, pretty much ever, at least in, like, in that last, like, 40 years, something like that. But that was wild. Um... The next one I have is probably the Winter Classic at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, my mom got picked for the ticket lottery back when they did that. Now they just do, like, the pre-sales and stuff. Oh, yeah, side note. Um, whoever made the pre-sale for the stadium series, 3 o'clock on a Thursday, should not have a job. That's, that was a terrible decision. I don't know if that's the, through NHL or through Ticketmaster, but I didn't even realize, like, what kind of pre-sales at 3 o'clock on a Thursday? Like People um, who don't have jobs. Like, yeah. Like, I don't... I usually check my... I check my email at lunch, but I eat lunch at 10.30 because I work early. But I check my email at, like, 5 o'clock just for the hell of it. And I'm like, oh, wait. The pre-sale was two hours ago. So I enter in the code, and the tickets are already, like, $500. So... But I did get tickets. So... I'll be selling my sold stuff up. Like making making a new me. memory... At the stadium series in February, because that game is going to be unreal. Hopefully, we route so, the hell out of the pens in that game. We better, because back to the Winter Classic at Citizens Bank Park, uh, I remember my mom got picked up for the lottery, like I said. So she won a pair of tickets, which she obviously, I mean, she isn't, she likes hockey because I like hockey. I guess it's like a mom thing to do. But she gave me and my brother t- the tickets, and we went, we sat in the center field bleachers that they built and we had a pretty good view of the rink um but yeah just being there obviously outdoor hockey unreal and then flyers rangers great rivalry uh got my shirt on but uh um yeah just being there i think it was cold as shit my other curse yeah, but, <laughs> technically we try to keep it clean but that's it was just, really cold but we, what we one time our good our but, you know, Jakey Boy had yeah. dropped, dropped a uh, F-bomb on us, oh, and, and I had, it's still in the Facebook Live episode, but uh-huh. I kind of had to do some editing gotcha. with, uh, uh... I'll leave it at that. But fine. it was cold, because obviously, what, January in the Northeast? It was cold. January 2nd. Yeah. Because it wasn't on New Year's that year for yeah. some real weird reason. Yeah, I don't know. But just being there, I remember at one point, it was cool, because the lights, it was under the lights, it was getting dark, the lights were on in the stadium, you could see everything. And there was a nice little flurry of snow. I was like, man, this is like the perfect hockey atmosphere. You're outdoors, hockey, obviously, snow at a baseball field, weird. But, but yeah, that was awesome. Flyers lost, <laughs> sucked. But uh, obviously seeing them. Oh, yeah, and then before that, even too, I got tickets to the alumni game because I didn't think I would end up with tickets to the actual game. So I sat behind the one dugout where the Rangers came out. So I got to see, like, Messier, all their guys come out. I don't really remember any concert they had playing. But it was cool, obviously. Like, But, I mean, another thing, too, is that I understand there's a limited amount of venues that they can have these games. But I feel like football stadiums are definitely a lot better for these type of games because, the, obviously, the layout is a lot, is a lot more similar to a hockey arena and then a baseball field. Yeah, that makes sense. I can see that. Because 
I feel like where auto simming was cool because I could see everything, but you don't really have you're not really raised up that much, so you're kind of looking like parallel. I don't know. It was cool, obviously. I'm thankful I got the chance to go, but I feel like those games at a baseball stadium, like it's the opposite of a baseball game where you're going to pay more for the higher seats and the, the lower seats are going to be less expensive because you can't really see anything. Like yeah. you're going to be literally like staring out in the outfield like, oh, like somebody's on a breakaway, but I don't yeah. know who and I can't even see the puck. So maybe they should try see-through boards. Maybe. That'd be interesting. That'd be weird. They'll probably do that in Russia first. I think the NHL's, you know, they do Well, now they don't, well, they wouldn't know where to put their ads, so that's the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they have ads in the corner now, too. Did you see that? Yeah, on the ice now. Yeah, we, we, can, we can get it out a little bit later. Like, one step closer to ads on jerseys. I don't even get me started on that. We're going to have Flyers and McDonald's logos on there. Something. No, it's silly. It'd probably be like Deets and Watson or something. Actually, or like Wawa. Wawa would be cool. I wouldn't mind having a one. Uh, it's, it's an NHL uniform. Ads on it are sacrilege, if you ask me. It's okay. Well, well I mean, it'd probably be an NHL sponsor, though. It probably wouldn't be a local sponsor. Yeah. So they have, like, Discover, Color, Honda, like, all those commercials you literally see every time there's a commercial break on NBC. Because, I mean, they have to do that, but... They have to make money somehow. Holy crap, is it repetitive? Because those commercials are brutal. Yeah, so... Really bad. But, uh, and then... Let's see. Um, so there's a Winter Classic... And actually, I guess the most recent one that was pretty cool is a little different of a memory, but um, I got to be in the press box for two games. The first time I had to do a job shadow for my capstone class at school, study communications, get that out of the way. Um, but I had to do a job shadow and I emailed the flyers. No, I was like, screw it, like, might as well just see what happens. And didn't get a response. I ended up doing a shadow with the Phantoms, which was cool. But then I got a response from the Flyers somehow. And the guy was like, yeah, like, come by this game. And, like, you can, like, shadow with our interns and even, like, do, like, a little work if you want. I was like, sweet. So I remember it was, we were in the midst of, I think, our 10-game winning streak. It was not last season, but two seasons ago. We were playing Dallas on Saturday at 1 o'clock. Is that the game that ended the losing, that ended the winning streak? I'm pretty sure. And that's who beat us. Nah, I don't think so. Oh, maybe we lost to Dallas on the road. Yeah. Yeah, because the Dallas. I remember. I think Braden Shannon a hat trick that game. Where we had at least two goals because I remember. So, uh, rewind a little bit, but like I got to the arena, get to go in like a special entrance. Um. Pretty much get to your like you get a press pass, which is cool. So I had my name on a press pass, all access, not a big deal. But um, let's see. So I mean, it's pretty cool. Like obviously, you get to see the game from a different side of things. But when you're in the press box, you can't cheer, so you have to be professional. So obviously, you're seeing like, oh my god, like this is cool. Like just like, oh my god, what a beak, and then you're just like, hmm, like take notes. Like, but I mean, it's cool because like. Obviously, like I said, you're literally seeing, like, the, like, press row in the Wells Fargo Center. I think it's above the, uh, like, the Comcast lettering. Mm-hmm. But I literally was just sitting there. You could just get to watch a game, which is cool. Like, during periods, you get to watch a game. And then between periods, you just, like, uh, people hand out stats to all the media members. Or, like, they hand them out to, like, a few of the suites at the arena. And there's, like, a bunch of free food, which is sick. <laughs> so, like, I was just sitting there. I had, like... Uh, some Sour Patch Kids, a couple soft pretzels, some soda. It was great. But that was yeah. a cool experience. Because, I like doubt they're handing out brews to the press. No, no way. 
You can't be in one when you're in the box. I was going to say. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I mean, I can't really share it. I mean, yeah, I can talk about it, but, like, they were, um, you're not supposed to take, like, pictures and stuff of things that the public doesn't see. So, like, and I got to, actually, I got to go in the locker room, which was cool. So, that was, like, a thing. So, like, I had, like, jewelry and, like, all these, like, all, like, my idols, obviously, like, walking right past me. I was like, wow, this is wild. That's, like, on my so, bucket list. Yeah, but it was crazy. Like I said, it's a definitely a memory because I got to see the game that I love from a different angle, different perspective, and that's what I want to do when I somehow land a job someday because I haven't had any luck with that yet. But so yeah, behind the scenes in an NHL game, pretty sweet. And but yeah, it's cool. We got to stand right next to the tunnel, and they have like a little TV that you watch the game on. So, but yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I straight a couple of mine. You know, I remember going back to that 08 run. It was it was the year after the Flyers were just absolute like doggy doo doo. Yeah, year we got year. we got we should have got Patrick we should have got Patrick Kane, but end up with JVR. I mean, it's probably a good thing now considering what everything's going on with Patty Kane. It's come full circle. Questionable, and JVR's back home now. But I remember in that playoff run, the game you were actually at the Canoeble goal. Mm-hmm. I was we didn't have cable yet, mm. so I was downstairs. I didn't have an Xbox 360. I still had a normal Xbox with, uh-huh. like, NHL, like, 2K, like, 5 or something. Uh-huh. So I, like, created the current Flyers players, and I was playing my, like, Flyers, like, the equivalent of being a GM back then on yeah. the 2K. And I was listening to the game on the radio. Mm. And I remember, like, going absolutely bananas when Knubel scored, and I woke up my grandparents. <laughs> and then also, the same, a couple nights later... We miraculously, I convinced my grandparents to get cable mm-hmm. for Game Seven. Mm-hmm. I was like, I gotta watch this game. Yeah. And watch it downstairs. And I was in a box TV, and I'm dating myself with these. Everyone's got HD stuff now. But and then Luke Bull doing this goal celebration, like jumping up in the air, like prancing. Uh-huh. That was pretty cool. I was in Maryland for that game. I don't know why, it's but more than ten years ago now. Yeah, I was in Baltimore. It's a long time ago. So. Um, listening to the games on the radio is actually kind of fun. Like, depending on where you are, because then, like, if other people are, like, kind of listening in with it, like, with you, like, you're like, oh my god, you have a game on the radio? Like, yeah. And then they're like, alright, I'm gonna listen. It's gonna chill and hang out, listen. That's it. And sometimes it's better than getting the TV feed, so I show, like, it's a way to avoid Pierre Maguire. Well, I mean, nowadays, there's obviously text alerts and everything like that, so you pretty much know about a goal before it even happens. Yeah, it's like, so, you, you know, like, I have, I usually get like NHL TV or like I'll be watching through like the streaming like through Verizon uh-huh. and like it it might be like delayed a couple seconds yeah so I'll like delayed. know who scores <laughs> and then like it'll happen when I'll watch it and it's, yeah it's like, or like oh. if you somehow miss the game entirely you record it like you DVR it and then you it. still realize, you still know what happens because you somehow get like the like, if you go on Twitter, you somehow come across the score, and you're just like, well, spoiler alert. And then you just zip through all, the whole game, look at all the goals, if there's any fights or anything like that, and then you're done with it. Yeah, me, I'm the type of guy where I'll actually rewatch the whole game. Oh, I don't know. I can't do that. Well, like, if I got nothing going on, I'm bored of playing Xbox, I'll just throw it on, and I'll just lay down, chill with my dog, and watch hockey. True. Um, I won't go through all my memories, because I'm pointing as an interview you today, but to touch back, during the year mm-hmm. when we had the Winter Classic, mm-hmm. 
at the ballpark at Citizens, I actually went to the Phantoms game that was played there against the Hershey Bears. Oh, yeah, and they actually won that game. They won that game, I believe, in a shootout. Yeah. And Michael Layton was starting for them, and, that, and actually Braden Holpe was the Bears' goalie at the time. Was he really? Yeah. And our, our seats were up. They were, like, kind of center, not, like, they were behind home plate, I think behind, like, the Philly dugout, but they were up uh-huh. high. Uh-huh. And it was, like, coming down, like, uh, we were like up here, and like the rink was down here, so we could, and we were close enough where we, I could actually see the puck. Yeah. So like I can imagine that being a good view. Yeah. And that was really cool to see, and it was nice that they won. Uh-huh. And also now time traveling again, um, in the O10 playoff run, mm-hmm. I don't know if you were there, but I was at the game seven viewing party against the Bruins at the Flyers yeah. at the Wells Fargo Center. I remember that being absolutely like electric. I think, weren't you on TV? Yeah, I, I think, remember seeing you at one point. I remember I, getting a bunch of texts saying yeah. for the people that, like me, I went down with a bunch of other my buddies, you know, I don't know if you know, Chris Pilata, the Mitchells, mm-hmm. like a bunch of guys I went to high school with. Yeah. And I remember Jake, Jake was so mad because his, at the time, like, mm-hmm. you, know, you guys were still a little bit younger than me, and Jake's mom wouldn't let him go with me because mm-hmm. mama didn't really know me yet, and now we're where we are. So yeah. Jake will still forever be jealous of that. I know if he was here to defend himself, but he can't anymore. He left the podcast. Sorry. What a shame. But going forward, yes, sir. I'm not trying to throw shit at Jake either. You know, but you know, sometimes it's just it's so easy. You know how it is. Yep. Okay. Up. There you go. Hmm. All right. Uh, currently, mm-hmm. your favorite Flyers prospect or prospects? Mm. That's a tough one. I feel like everyone has the same one now. Because there's really only one. I mean, there's a lot to pay attention to, obviously, but there's really only one that's like the next up and comer as of now. Because there's always that one surprise in training camp where it's like, dang, this guy's good. But I mean, Carter Hart. Not like I talk about him. You yeah. talk about him enough on this page. But like, <laughs> I'm personally like skeptically excited about it because like we have Elliot and Neuberg, like who are. I mean, Elliot's good. Neuwirth is meh. Like, he'll make one save, and then he'll have, like, a full going for four weeks. So, I don't know if he's going to get a lot of playing time with the Flyers this season. I'm sure he'll play during preseason and maybe, like, be, like, the third string. But he'll probably start with the Phantoms, though. You got to start, or he'll be in the tandem. Yeah. So, I mean, I think him and Lion will probably be the tandem for the Phantoms. Well, then where do you put Stolars? I don't know. I don't even... Either ECHL... I feel like when he got hurt, he was out for the whole season last year, wasn't he? Yeah, so I mean, he kind of... I mean, at this point, I feel like he's going to have to prove himself that to be back in, like, the mix because, obviously, you have Hart on the Phantoms now and you have Lyon, who had that, what, like, is it 91 saves? The 5 OT game in the NHL playoffs, yeah. Yeah. So, like, after that... And and Lyon proved himself to be good enough in the NHL this year. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, the Flyers didn't play well in front of him when he was up there for the most part, but I think Stolarz is going to have to find a way back into that carousel. Because, I mean, he was our top goalie prospect at one point. But, I mean, I think my favorite's Hart, but then, like, also we have, like, Morgan Frost, who I think is, has a good chance to make the team. So I feel like we still need what? I think we still need a third-line center. Yeah, and we've got a couple other guys competing for that. We still, I think, yeah. So I think we're getting to this later, but I need to – I'll touch upon the, uh, the depth down the middle because we still need to work on that, I think. But, I mean, yeah, I think favorite prospect-wise, I have to say Hart. 
I don't really, I have to brush up on a lot of them after, like, the draft and everything like that, because I don't really know, like, a lot of them besides those two. I know, like, we drafted, like, what, Jay Farabee? Joel Farabee. Joel Farabee, yeah, see, that's how rusty I am, but I'm going to have to take a look at that, but... And the other guy was Jamie O'Brien, so that's he, he like, combined the two, which yeah. is fine. Yep. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, I have, my favorite prospect is whoever can help us win a cup. So, Amen to that. Yeah, as broad as that is, but I mean, like, I think, I mean, the Flyers have, like, the best pipeline in the league, so I think, like, all of them are my favorite. Whoever, like I said, whoever can help us the most, like, I don't care, if, like, what you do or what position you play, but I mean, obviously everyone has a role on the team to some degree, but it's like, I think every one of our prospects that we have is going to make some sort of impact on the big club at some point. So, so I mean, I want I don't know why we didn't get rid of, who did we keep, Latera? Yeah, we didn't buy him out. So yeah, we still have and we still have Dale Weiss. Like, well, we have Dale Weiss for two more years, and we have Latera for this year. Yeah, so they basically are both, like, I don't know, just... They're, I'm hoping I'm, kid's not I'm sure they're great guys off the ice, but on the ice, they just seem like absolute liabilities. So... And, like, Weiss was scratched for, like, probably 50% of the games. And uh, I think McDonald needs to go, too, because we have so many better defensive prospects. I feel like that could replace him. I mean, I understand he's, a like, a good presence in the locker room. And he's, but, a, and he's an ultimate captain. Yeah, so but, I, I mean, he shouldn't be doing the starfish on his back on a power on a penalty kill in the playoffs against the Penguins. Like, you're just going to lay down and hope, like, that you magically block the puck for and he's like, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I'm sure he's a great guy off the ice. Probably good for, like, the younger guys. But at some point, I think he's going to have to go to make room for a younger prospect because, like, you kind of have to time these guys right, obviously. Otherwise, they're going to be – and, again, like, that's why I'm kind of hesitant about being excited for Hart just because I don't want him to get rushed into it and then, like, he's going to get lit up or something like that, like – and then we're going to be like, oh, my God, like, this guy sucks. Like, we've been waiting for, what, like, five years for this guy or something like that? Like, it's four or five. Yeah. So, you hear, like, Carter Hart, Carter Hart, like, all of this about him. And it's like, all right, well, like, but how does he play at the NHL level? So, I mean, I think, I don't know, I think he'll see, I'm going to guess he'll see maybe, like, 15 or 20 games this year. I don't think he's going to be a mainstay in the Flyers until next year. Personally. Uh, I think actually- unless. Unless Elliot or Neuvirth is injured long term, because wouldn't wouldn't Lyon be the first guy or no? You know, I guess so. it would all depend on their play. I think we've been waiting for like actually maybe three years for Hart. Yeah. So like, well, see, that's the only thing too is that you don't want like the way the Flyers played what like the latter half of the se- season last year when they went from they were nine points ahead of everyone else in a playoff spot, and then they dropped all the way down to fighting for a playoff spot, and they were playing terribly. In front of their, like, I mean, they were the team itself was playing terribly, and then like when we got Morazic, like he played that what one game, like, yeah, one good one game. good game, and then he was just like crap in the bed the rest of the time, and the team was playing terribly in front of him too, and it was just like, all right, well, like we don't want to put this team in front of a young prospect because that's just gonna tear his confidence to shambles. Like, I don't know, like again, that's why I'm hesitant because it's like we've seen how good the Flyers can be, but we've also seen how bad they can be. So you obviously want a good team in front of a young guy to build up his confidence, build up like the ability for him to trust his team, trust his defense, all this stuff, so that he kind of gets rolling. 
The best scenario that I can see is that he ends up kind of like Vasilevsky on the Lightning. So, because I remember I saw Vasilevsky, like, two or three years ago when he first got into the league, and I was like, yeah, this guy's good. And then, like, now, obviously, he's their yeah, starter. Yeah, Ben Bishop's backup for, like, two years. Yeah, and then, like, I mean, he could, at this point, he could probably win a Vezina. So, but, yeah, I think favorite-wise, I have to say Carter Hart. And then, I mean, like I said, I have to see who else is in the mix, but Carter Hart's my favorite one. Just, I mean, we haven't had a goalie, obviously. Goalies have been an issue since Hextall, so, yeah. Anyone that can stop the puck better than Elliot or Norbert, not saying that they're bad, but if we can do better than that, then I'm game. So, that's, gotta, yeah. Gotta apologize for the phone call. We're recording down the living room today, so Sorry, different atmosphere. I know. It's, uh, but, uh, I'm not so worried about Hart because he's been, he's been on a really good Everett team. Mm-hmm. He kind of knows how to play the game. He's been groomed a lot by Hockey Canada. Yeah. So I'm not too worried about him, and he's already got a Flyers test made, so I think his goal is to make the Flyers out of camp. But, like, I'm, I'm on board with you. Like, I'm not hesitant, but, like, unless he, like, knocks all of our socks off and mm-hmm. he's, like, the best goalie by loose and bounds in camp and, like, makes the Flyers trade a goalie to make space so he can be in the NHL roster. Because they're not going to – Neuberth, obviously – you think he'd be the one who would go? Yeah. Because if they put him on waivers, even though he's injury prone, some team's going to pick him up. Yeah. And then, and then you lose him for nothing. Yeah. You could still get like a fourth or maybe even a third round draft pick for Michael Lippert, maybe even a, a lower tier goalie prospect to kind of fill his spot. Yeah. But we also got Sandstrom over in Sweden still. Yeah, that's right. So if for some reason Hart goes down to the the Phantoms, there mm-hmm. could be the option of lending one of the three goalies to another American League team if they don't want to send them down to the coast. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I mean, I think it's one of those things where it's, for me, it's like I'll believe it when I see it because, I mean, you can talk about a guy all you want, but, and I mean, I've seen him play. Like, I watched him in the World Juniors a few times. I mean, he's good, but it's like, again, like those are guys that are still, like, young NHL prospects or, like, first-year guys, so it's like they're still kind of feeling out the league. And it's a lot different, obviously, NHL compared to World Juniors. It's a lot faster, a lot bigger, like, stuff like that. But, I mean, again, I think, like I said, uh, I don't know. I mean, he's going to be he's gonna be good. But, it, again, I'm also hesitant because it's like, well, like, I don't know. Because we don't want the Flyers to play terrible. And then he gets lit up for seven goals. And it's like, oh, my God, like, biggest plus ever. Like, great. Like, now what do we do? Yeah. I mean, a best people I know. I compare him to Carey Price all the time, and mm-hmm. a lot of Canadian, a lot of Canadians do. Mm-hmm. And um, even Carey Price started in the American League. So, yeah. but granted, he played like I think it was like five or six games for the then Hamilton Bulldogs, and then he forced the Canadians to call him up and trade Kristen Walke away away. So I mean, there's nothing wrong with getting a star in the American League, obviously. No, and the Phantoms are going to be a squad of rockets yeah. this year. They're going to be really good. Yeah. I mean, they've been good the past couple of years. Like, they made it all the way to the conference finals last year. And then they lost to Toronto, I think. I this, think. Yeah, they made it the conference finals. Toronto played Texas in the yeah. Calder Cup. The win the Calder won. Cup. Yeah. Because Toronto won the Calder Cup this year. Oh, yeah. So they lost hard. to the Calder Cup champions, which I guess is a good thing. Like, at yeah. least you lost to the best team in your league. Mm-hmm. So. Any more to touch on prospects at all? No. I mean, I'm excited to see... What the future holds. I know we've been saying this for a while, but I feel like it's slowly starting to build up where we get these younger guys in here and bring a lot of new blood, a lot of skill. 
So, I mean, and everyone, I think, is noticing that now. To think, like, all right, the Flyers are becoming a weapon. So, heads up, because they're coming. Mm-hmm, indeed. All right, next question I have for you. Um, any areas you would improve the Flyers and why? Um, goaltending would be my first one. Because, again, I feel like Elliot and Neuberth. Elliot's getting up there in age. But he's, he's a solid goalie. He's like, like Steve Mason, where he's either lights out or he's just straight other garbage. There's yeah. no middle ground. Yep. Um, and like I said, like we were just saying, Neuberth's very injury prone because he would he'll make like three saves in a game and then it'll be like, oh my God, like he has a groin injury and he's out for half the season. So, I mean, we might be forced to get heart, heart in, which is good because then it'll be like, all right, like we need this. So, but I don't know where I'm going with that. But, um, so goaltending, I mean, that's been an issue forever for the team. And then uh, I want to say maybe uh, maybe I don't know defense has gotten a lot better with the exception of McDonald personally I think that the defense is probably one of the better in the league now but I think we still need to be more mobile and then also we need to be better in our own zone because that was a lot of it last year is that like they were just like like immediately throw the puck up the boards and then the other team would just grab it and just shoot and be like, oh, like, what did we do wrong? Like, well, you shot the puck out of the zone like a five-year-old. Like, that's not going to work in the NHL. So, but, yeah, I mean, I think just defense and, I mean, and just, yeah, playing smarter in our our own zone. And we have to improve on the power play, too. Our power play has been... Garbage. Power play one's okay, but power play two is an absolute dumpster fire. Yeah. Like, it's like, all right, like, if power play one doesn't score, we're basically not going to score in the power play because power play two is what? Like, Lotera? Like, I don't even know. Yeah. I think Lotera at one point, but in playoffs, I know he wasn't on it. Well, they just hired a special teams coach last season, right? Yeah, uh, Chris Knobloch. Uh, Chris yeah. He was the coach of the Erie Otters and actually coached Connor McDavid. And he's considered to be, like, the next up-and-coming bright hockey mind. Like, he could be, keep your fingers crossed, potentially be Dave Hackstall's replacement one day if things go south with Hack. Let's see. But, yeah, I mean, I think special teams, um, own zone play are probably the two biggest ones for me. And then also, I think scoring depth has gotten better, but I feel like we need, like, a better bottom six. Because our bottom six is probably going to be what? We'll have Wheel will be third line center. Yeah, there. It seems like that's what Hexy wants to try in preseason. Yeah. So it's you're looking at either like Wheel, Lawton, maybe Mikhail Vorobiev. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dave Hackstall is crazy enough. He could throw your Lutari in there. Which God, yeah. I hope he does. Oh yeah, there's another one for you. Hackstall can't make dumb lineup moves because let. All right, so prime example is what I'm pretty sure you put. Konecki on the third line with Weiss and Latero last year to spark them to do anything, and they didn't do squat because there's no doing anything with those guys. For a guy like Konecki, Konecki's great, but he's I don't think he's there yet where he can make players that are lower than him better. He's a he's a nice addition onto a line with like Vincent yeah. G. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think better coaching decisions. Defense is meh. Uh, better power play. 
better second power play, I guess, because power play one is unreal. Um, and where else did I say? Defense. Goaltending. Oh, yeah, goaltending. I mean, goaltending will probably get there in the next couple of years, maybe this year. So, I think those are really the, the main areas for me. I mean, they're going to, like, I'm excited. Like, they're going to be good this year, I think. They're probably going to – they've been predicted to make the playoffs. I know last year they were predicted as a bubble team, but now people are saying they're just going to flat out make it. So. People, they're saying the Flyers are going to be, like, a 100-plus point team. Yeah. Like, they're saying the Flyers are going to contend for the division. Yep. So, um, I mean, I can see them – as of now, I can see them being top three in the division again. And they were last year, but again, last year was a lot harder because they what? They had a 10-game winning streak, 10-game losing streak. Was that last year? Something yeah, the 10-game like winning streak was the year we missed the playoffs. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then this year with the 10-game losing streak, it made the playoffs. Yeah. But again, like I said before, we were up, like, we were way ahead of the pack, and then we just started losing games to teams for no reason. Besides the fact that we were just making the small mistakes, and it was like, oh wow, like now we're not in the playoffs anymore, and we have to win these games in order to just get in. So, because I remember what it came down to the last the last game of the season again, right? Yeah, against yeah. the Rangers. So, I don't know. There's no easy way with this team. I feel, but I feel like it's getting easier, a little bit easier as we get as we get further into things. Because these young guys, the guy, the young guys that we have now, like Ghost, Provorov. They're again, they're almost becoming like the vets on the team, not because of it, not because of age, or because, like I said, these young guys, these young young guys are coming in, and it's like, all right, like, whoa, like Provorov or Ghost could win like, the Norris Trophy in the next five years or so. Provorov's already our best defenseman. Yeah, and he will probably win a Norris. I think. Yeah. I think he'll. I think he'll win one before Ghost will. Yeah. This means I think Provorov is more of a defenseman overall than Ghost. Hmm. Ghost is like that hybrid where he's like, you could throw him on wing if you wanted to some nights and see sure. what happens. Yeah. His defensive game's gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a pick up on where you are. Obviously, goaltending, yeah. I think, it's definitely it's always an area if we haven't had a goalie since Hextall. Mm-hmm. And really, the first time of Hextall, when we got him back in the late 90s, he was kind of getting old and washed up. Uh-huh. Um, defense, it's just, again, it's proper deployment of players. Like, I, I love Gudis. Yeah. But lately, he's just been doing a lot of stupid stuff on the ice. Yeah, he was terrible in that. Was it game five against Pittsburgh? He was He, he was basically awful. gave them two of their goals. I mean, the, pretty much the Flyers were pretty much garbage in games one, three, and four. They they were only good in the games they won. Yeah, um, that series was something. I don't know. I was just... We could talk about that after we get to the last question. All right. But um, I'm just, like... I used to be a very, very big AMAC hater, mm-hmm. but now, like, I actually kind of like the way he played with Travis Sanheim. Yeah. And I want Travis Sanheim to be on this top four of our defensemen. Mm-hmm. So, like, the only way Travis Sanheim's going to be there is if he's paired with um, Andrew McDonald. Mm-hmm. I don't think if he's anywhere else, he's not going to really be playing. Like, I don't want Sanheim playing with Gudis or being scratched. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of leaves. Filling other holes too, like the Flyers didn't want Robert Haig and Gudis playing in it, but where you can have Haig fit in your lineup, and where you can have Gudis fit in your lineup, because mm-hmm. you're sure not gonna have Haig or Gudis be on your top pairing, because that's set with Ghost and Provorov. Yeah. Um, the way I ideally look at it, you know, you've got Ghost and Provorov, Sandheim, McDonald, and then like maybe Haig and Myers, Elite Myers maybe, but then are you gonna scratch Gudis? 
because I doubt he's going to take that very well. Yeah. But it's it's all hypotheticals, hypotheticals at this point. Uh-huh. And then I just offense. Our top six is fine. Bomb six is going to be the question mark, and what happens in that bomb six conference? Like, there's spots to compete for camp. Yeah. Um. Ideally, a three line. If you ask me, would be. Unless Morgan Frost like rocks our socks off again, kind of like what Carter Hart does, mm-hmm. like it makes the team and be at their line center. Send them back to the Sioux Greyhounds for the year in the OHL. That's perfectly fine by me. Yeah. Um, and then I go with like Wheel with Simmons and Lynn, Lynn Bloom. Oh yeah, Lynn Bloom. He wants it's Lynn Bloom now. Is he it changed, really? Yeah, he wants to be called Lynn Bloom. Apparently, that's the proper Swedish pronunciation according to him. So that would be my third line. All right. Um. So yeah, and then finally, last question. My phone wants to load up. Um, your prediction for how the Flyers will do this year. Um. And any other miscellaneous topics you want to talk about? Yeah. It's gonna be like our last kind of closing segment. If we address this question, then say whatever else you want to talk about. Uh, um. I mean, I think they're gonna finish. I think they're gonna make the playoffs. Uh, it's a matter of if they finish. I feel like they're going to finish among the higher teams in the division. I can't really see them being a wild card team at this point because I feel like, I mean, I know Washington and Pittsburgh are pretty much a lock, I feel like. But Washington's up in the air a little bit because they might have that Stanley Cup hangover. Literally, because they've been partying all summer. But um, I think, yeah, I mean, I can see, I definitely see them making the playoffs. I see them maybe, I see them making it to at least the second round. Because, like, I feel like they have to make a statement after last year's series where, like, they can't, like, they literally got embarrassed. Yeah. I mean, I was literally watching that last game and I was like, what is going on? Like, so, but I think they're going to make the playoffs and I think they're going to make, I think they're going to make a run, but I don't think they're there yet to make a deep run. But I mean, hey, if they do that, that's awesome because that's more. Flyers for us to watch, but I don't know. I mean, maybe they can, but like I said, the, the Metro's, I think, the best division in the league, so I mean, it's kind of hard. If you make it out, if you make it out of that, like, then I think you're, and it's smoother sailing than it would be playing, like, Washington or, like, Pittsburgh or, like, Columbus. I mean, Columbus was right on our heels. Florida was on our heels. I mean, even though they're at they're Atlantic, right? Yeah, they, yeah. they put with all the Canadian and yeah, I was gonna Canadian say they, and uh, North like New England yeah. teams. So I mean, division wise, I mean Pittsburgh's always good as much as I hate to say it. Washington is iffy. Um, who else? The Devils are in the mix again, obviously. I don't think they are. The Islanders probably are most Dumpster likely. Fire. Yeah, Dumpster, I mean they lost, fire. Yeah, they're probably not even gonna be in the picture come Christmas time, but. I mean, I think the four teams, obviously, I think are the Flyers, like the Flyers, the Penguins, the Capitals, and the Blue Jackets, I think, are. And I mean, they all made it last year because Columbus was the wild card, right? Yeah. Columbus and they lost to Pittsburgh in the first round. And then we played. Then they lost to oh, yeah, Washington. That's right. Sorry. We lost to Pittsburgh. But, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think, like I said, I think they're going to make a run. I think they're going to win a first-round series for the first time in, what, like five years or so? I mean, I don't know. I just want them to win. I think the last that's time... What the, that's what the analytical side of me thinks. The fan in me says we're going to go all the way. 
I mean, that would be awesome. The fan in me says Lord Stanley is coming down Broad Street. That would be awesome. So, which would be wild. I wouldn't even know what to do. I think be like Ricky Bobby. Like, what do I do with my hands? Like, I don't like. I wouldn't know what to do. Just like, I don't know. The city would be in one again, like they were when the, when the birds won. I was gonna say it would just be one wild party again. That's yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be mayhem if they win the cup. When it when they win the cup, hopefully I see it before I die. Like I don't want to die and be like, oh my god, the fl-. like that would suck. If, like the Flyers never won a cup and then like I die and then like the year later they win. I'm like, well. It's like a recurring nightmare I have. Yeah. So. Keeps me up at night. <laughs> I mean, that's really all I have to talk about for that. I mean, but, yeah, like I said, I think they're going to do well. NHL Network says they're going to do well, so I believe them. And I'm pumped for training camp starts, what, like next week? Yeah. So, I don't know if I probably won't be able to make any of that unless it's on a weekend. But uh, there's also the rookie game, which is in New York. So I'm not thinking of that, but I might have partial season tickets for this year. So Ooh, for that. So, very nice. Yes, and I have a stadium series. So a lot of things in the works, a lot of excitement for the season. So I'm ready. Yeah, I think they're gonna be a, a they're gonna be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they could go on an old run. Could maybe get out of the set, maybe get to the second round, maybe even get to the finals. Yeah. I mean, if the Flyers can go on a run with Michael Layton and Brian Boucher in 2010, true. They mean anything. So that's one thing that's the great. Eagles can win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. I mean, I it's mean, possible. Not that Nick Foles is bad, but like, Super Bowl. If they can beat the Patriots with Nate, with Nick Foles, they still could have won. But I mean, if that if that's possible, then anything's possible. That Super Bowl made me believe in humanity again. That's good. Like it just made me think that all right, like maybe the world isn't so bad. No, I, I, um, I think they're going to make a run, um, maybe second, third round. I think you're going to have another career year from G and Coots and Connect Me again. I think that line is going to be one of the best lines in hockey. Maybe even get nicknamed. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm, um, back. I'm excited about the second line, too. With, I was going to say. Because it's going to be JVR, Nolan Patrick, and Jake Voracek. That line's going to be sick. I'm ready. And then Simmons, maybe you'll see him maybe being on a third line to be going against lesser talents. Maybe you'll see his numbers go back up. Plus, it's a career year. It's a contract year for him. Yep. So I could see him just absolutely being a smoke show this year. And then what do we do with him? Because then he's going to want to get paid, rightfully so, but he's going to be almost 30. And I don't know how I feel about handing out Wayne Simmons who's a player who their bodies hurts to wear down the order they get. I don't feel like giving him five plus mil mm. for like six years. That sounds like a terrible cap situation. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if, the, if, if the Flyers are like doing really, really well and they think they're going to go on a push for the cup, mm. you keep them. Yeah. But like, let's say for some reason they're like terrible. Like, they're, like, one of the league's worst team, which hopefully is not going to happen. I don't want it. I don't want it. Trade him the deadline. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. You know, you have to trust Hextall's process. Oh, yeah. Um, and I just, I'm just really excited. And I'm, I also think the power play is going to be better this year. I meant to address this in the, in the yeah. other question. I forgot Van Riemsdyk can be our second power play. Right? No, I think he's going to be on the top. Okay. I think he's going to – you're putting – he was the best power play forward in the league last year with 36, you know, True. with 36 goals. So you put him on power play one, and you slot Simmons down to power play two. Uh-huh. 
So, I mean, and there's there's a lot of good toys now that Hextall and Hacksaw can play with versus they're getting some of the bad toys out. So, I love it. I'm really excited about this future. Uh, I think the Phantoms are actually going to be, they're going to be a great team to watch and the prospects are going to be good. And it's going to be awesome because we're going to see all these prospects come up and start playing well. But then also, we have to also, we can't get too attached as a fan base. Yeah. Because eventually, when the Flyers, you know, if, I think they're entering their like five to six year window of where they could realistically win a Stanley Cup and mm. be a contender for like the being one of the best teams in the league and winning the President's Trophy potentially. So some of some of these prospects are going to be used as trade chips uh-huh. to bring in another player that like you need to get. Uh-huh. I mean, not on the same per se skill of Johnny T because I think we already uh-huh. have our next franchise center in Nolan Patrick. Yeah, that's how highly oh I think of him. I think Nolan Patrick just. I think Nolan Patrick is like the next Eric Lindros. Like that's how high I think of Nolan Patrick. That might be a little like a little bit like Vegas Lindros. No, but like in a modern day game, yeah. Like they are very, very similar. I mean no one will be digging ever again. But if you could take like Lindros, like if he grew up playing in the days tired of my hockey season. It takes a toll on you. Exactly. But like if Patrick if if Lindros grew up playing in an A's game with these rules. I think he'd end up being a player oh like God, Nolan like, Patrick. Or do it. I mean, he'd probably be like Buffalo nowadays. Yeah. Man, he went two guys at once. So, but no, I'm very excited. Um, I think we, we got some, I got some high hopes. Oh, yeah. Me too. I'm just bringing all the Philadelphia references. Tonight. Are you ready? The storm's coming. Yeah, storm is coming. And its name is the Flyers. I'm very excited. Uh, do you have any other anything else you want to talk about? I think I'm good. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Of course, I'm looking Thank forward to get back on. Me. Looking forward to get back on the ice with Up and Change this year. We got sure. we got our hockey party Saturday. I think I'm going to be playing in the fall because I will be laid off in late October. So I won't have anything else. Well, I just started a new job for hiring. I'll let you know about it. All right. Uh, Stock communications. I can't do it. It's health insurance. Yeah, I'm sorry. The paycheck's going to be good. True. So. Maybe but, I'll let you know. But I'm, I'm really excited. I'm desperate. I'm looking forward to being absolutely in one Saturday night. It's going to be a great party. And thanks for coming on, man. No problem. All right. Thanks for watching, guys. Have a great rest of your day. Ignore my sister and her boyfriend walking in the room. Have a good one, guys.